0: Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Point of Insanity Game Studios' Hikari in General Podcast. I am Hal, and flying solo today. The reason I'm doing a solo episode, and also this episode is pretty much impromptu. I did some prior research for it, but I didn't actually get a chance to really write out all my ideas beforehand, so I apologize if this episode sounds a little disorganized, but it's just that I'm recording this on Monday, December 19th, so it's the holidays, so of course everyone's busy, and my friends who usually help me with uh, recording my podcasts, unfortunately we've had some problems getting our schedules to match up so that we can record episodes together so that's also why this episode is dropping a little earlier in the week than it usually does i've just got some things i gotta do over the course of the week i've had some things happen in my personal life that have been taking up a lot more of my time so yeah you guys don't want to hear about my personal life and all those problems so we're not going to go into that but anyways Today's topic this is more just going to be well just kind of like a monologue things to something to think about hopefully a point to ponder and maybe something to get you thinking about the topic of gaming and specifically that is can gaming be used as a teaching tool specifically to try to teach about controversial subjects. Now. I'd like to tell you what inspired me to do this topic. A couple of years ago, when I was first starting to put together my podcast, I went to my local electronics store and I wanted to invest in a microphone. Well, when I got there, I asked the salesman I encountered where to find the microphones and he showed me where they were and he asked, what are you going to be using the microphone for? You know, because that's something that you should do if you're a salesperson. You try to identify the customer's needs so you can make a product recommendation that's going to best suit what they want to do with the the product they're purchasing. In my case, a microphone. Well, I told him that I was putting together a podcast. And he's like, oh, that's cool. What is it going to be about? And I mentioned it was going to be about video games, role-playing games, geek culture, things like that. You know, he was like, hey, that's that's cool. And we had a little bit of a conversation. He mentioned that he had taken a video game designing class because he was actually a fan of video games as well. And he mentioned during that class there was a game that their instructor had them play. Now, I don't remember how all the mechanics of the game went, but essentially you were a circle on the screen, and you had to try to touch other circles on the screen. But here's the problem. As you tried to get closer to the circles, the other circles started to move further away from you. And as you played the game, the screen got darker and darker until it eventually became all black. And once the screen turned black... There was a message that appeared, and it said something to the effect of like every year in the United States, an estimated however number people it was commit suicide due to depression. If you are suffering from depression, here's where you can go to get help, or if you know someone who is suffering from depression, here's what you can do to help them and it had some websites with some information. That would hopefully help you either cope with suicidal feelings or depression or help someone who was going through that, that depression. What the game was trying to capture, it was trying to focus on the sense of isolation that people with depression and certain other mental disorders the isolation that they feel. And I think it is especially true with depression because when you are suffering with severe depression, sometimes you might be with a crowd of people, but you still feel alone. And there is a tendency sometimes when you're depressed to isolate yourself. It's because since you are experiencing these feelings of intense sadness that you don't want to be around other people it's because maybe you feel that you've let them down or that they're somehow ashamed of you and they don't want to be with you or you're just afraid to reach out for help maybe you're concerned that if you go to talk to someone about the sadness and the depression you're feeling they might think less of you they might assume that well, you're just a weakling or you're being a crybaby. And it's unfortunate because there is a certain stigma in our society that is attached to mental illness. Mental illnesses are sometimes called invisible illnesses because, well... If someone's got a broken arm or suffering from a physical injury, you can usually tell just by looking at it. But part of the problem with depression and other mental illnesses is that the person might look perfectly fine and perfectly healthy on the outside, but on the inside, they're hurting. And sometimes they need help. It's just part of the problem that depressed people feel is they might think that they've somehow let everyone in their life down and they would be better off without them. You know, the world would be better off if I was dead. And you know, that's that's the mentality that people sometimes face in that situation. So I, I think that's what that game that he was describing was trying to uh was was trying to that was the message it was trying to get across. Well, during our conversation, I mentioned another game that I heard about. It was called Super Columbine Massacre, the RPG. And I mentioned it was based on the Columbine uh, high school shooting back in 1999. And the, the gentleman really didn't know what that was. To some extent, I think part of the problem is the further we get from an event historically, we do tend to become a bit desensitized to it. And I talked a little bit about that when I did my episode on the Cold War, that if you grew up during the Cold War, when we were constantly afraid that Russia was going to fire nukes at us, your perspective is going to be a lot different than if you grew up after the Cold War was pretty much done. But when we were talking, that's what got me to thinking. There might be people someday who check out that Super Columbine Massacre RPG game and play it without realizing at first that it is based on a historical event and that the two shooters in that game were real people. So we're going to get back to that game in just a moment. But as far as can gaming be used as a teaching tool? Well, we know that games can be used for educational purposes. There's a couple of games that come to mind. Uh, One of them is Oregon Trail. And, you know, maybe you've seen someone wear a shirt that says you have died of dysentery on the Oregon Trail and it was supposed to simulate what it would be like to travel on the Oregon Trail back in the pioneering days. Another one of those games that comes to mind is Where in the World is Carmen San Diego?" That particular game, it was supposed to teach you geography and history while you were pursuing a, a criminal. So those are the best types of educational games when you're learning something, but it doesn't feel like you're learning. Now, I remember one game that I played back when I was a kid in computer class at a school, and that was called Math Blaster. Now, the problem, of course, with a game like that is it's math. It's hard to make learning math fun and enjoyable. And at the end of the day, you realize it's math. It's a game, but maybe it's a good game, but yeah, it's trying to teach you math. Whereas games like Oregon Trail or Carmen Sandiego tried to not feel like they were education. They tried to feel like a game. So we know video games can be used for teaching history and conventional subjects. But what about controversial topics? You know, ones that maybe people aren't necessarily comfortable discussing. Well, can it be done? I think it can be done well, or it can be done poorly. Now, there's a couple examples of games I want to talk about that tried to serve as a way to educate people on the various events that they were trying to depict. Now, first in the case of Super Columbine Massacre, you would suspect that it was a first-person shooter. It, It wasn't. It was made with a program called RPG Maker 2000. And the graphics were about the same quality you would have found in a 16-bit game like uh, Final Fantasy II or Final Fantasy 3 for the Super Nintendo. Something along that line. So, while it did have violent topics to it, it really didn't portray a lot of the gore. Now, the person who developed the game... He said that he didn't do it as a way to glorify the shooters, but rather he was trying to explore what thoughts were going through their heads based on the various diaries and journals that they left behind. And that, I have to admit, I think is important because, you know, whenever someone does commit one of these massacres, these mass murders it is important to try to understand what caused that to happen to see if well maybe if we can use that information to try to save lives in the future it's also one of the things that the developer of super columbine massacre did is he also put uh news sections in there as well now i've never played the game so i'm not sure if he used like you know the video from the uh, re- the reports that day, but, you know, he tried to put that historical context in it. Well, after the game is, you know, after the this mass shooting part is done and the two shooters kill themselves, then the game continues where you're playing the the shooters in hell as they run around killing things in hell until they eventually fight Satan at the end. So, Now, is it necessarily appropriate to make a game based on a historical event like that? Well, I'm a little bit more towards the opinion of, I don't necessarily think it was appropriate, but and of course there were a lot of other people that didn't think it was appropriate as well, but there was one person I read about who did actually think that it was worth at least taking a look, and I forgot the guy's name, but it was an article on the MTV.com website. And it was actually one of the the kids who survived that massacre where he was shot and paralyzed, but he would eventually live. And I don't remember everything he said, but I I think it was along the lines it wasn't as bad as he thought it would be, and it wasn't trying to glorify the, the two shooters in this case. Well, another game that I'd like to talk about is called I think it was called Plain History to Slave Trade. And this is a game that focused on a dark period in American history, the slave trade. And I like I said I don't know entirely what the game was involved in or what entirely what the game was about. But there was one segment of it that really did Capture a lot of controversy, and that was a section called Slave Tetris, where you had a boat and you had the you had to try to uh, fit slaves in, and the slaves were all posed like various pieces that you would find in in tetris and naturally that encou- that generated a lot of controversy, and people had some very strong opinions about that, but the game developer. Eventually, they did take that out of the game. But they said that the reason they put it in there is because they wanted to point out how inhumane the slave trade was. I mean, as I recall from my history classes back in school, when, you know, these slave traders, they didn't really care about the safety of course of the the people they were transporting you know they were slaves they were cargo so if a few of them died oh well you know we want to try to fit as many of these people in here as possible and i think that at at the later stages of the game that it does actually try to educate what it would be like for a slave who was trying to escape. But like I said, I'm not sure I might have to go back and do some research on that again someday. But like I said, I really wanted to focus on the, the slave Tetris part because I, I, maybe it wasn't really tastefully done, but I think it does it. I think in a way it did, Try to highlight what it was supposed to highlight—that it was an inhuman, humane, you know, occupation. And like I said, you you saw these people as just cargo, where you just shoved as many in the boat as you could without any regards to their health or their safety. Now, there's also one role-playing game I heard about, and this was on a role-playing game forum forum several years ago. I apologize, I don't remember the name of the game, but someone started a discussion on a role-playing game where you played as prisoners in a World War II concentration camp. So, again, there were people that had different opinions about it. I mean, uh, one of the things that they were saying, it's like, okay, why are we playing a game to to tell us exactly how terrible it was to be in a World War II concentration camp. I don't think anyone is going to try to put a positive spin on the concentration camps and what their purpose was. But I think that's where we can kind of draw a line, though, between using role-playing games like tabletop games and using video games to try to educate someone on a controversial subject or try to deal with that controversial subject matter. Now in the case of a role-playing game, a tabletop game, I don't think it's it I think it can be done tastefully, but I don't think it's necessarily an ideal format because tabletop role playing is a social thing. You know, you get together with your friends, you know, roll dice, maybe someone brings chips to pass and someone orders a pizza it's a fun social activity and tabletop role playing games and really just about every type of game in general it's an escape when we played a game like dungeons and dragons you know we're we're gathering to play as imaginary characters in an imaginary world doing things that we could probably never do in real life so for that reason, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate to try to teach controversial subjects in a tabletop setting, but it's, it. they like said, it's not ideal because we game to escape, not to remember. I guess that's what you could say. And I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't be done, though. It really comes down to knowing your group. If you've got a group of people where you think, okay, they don't want to play a game that simulates what it's like to try to escape a a concentration camp or a prisoner of war camp, you know, then you don't want to do that. I mean, if they wanted to know what it was like to be in that situation, they would probably go read a book about it or go find a documentary on Netflix or Hulu or or YouTube or whatever. However, video games, I think, can be a better medium for trying to educate people on controversial subjects. Specifically, single player games. Now, not talking about social networking games or, you know, MMOs, but for a single player game, I mean, in in a situation like that, there's not really a social aspect for it. You've got the game and you've got the player. So it could work there, but my personal opinion, you're welcome to agree or disagree with me here, but I think if you do want to create a video game where you're trying to educate someone on a potentially controversial subject, you probably want to do it in a fictional setting because again, to use Super Columbine Massacre RPG, yeah, I can fully understand how people who either lost loved ones or people who were injured on that day, I can see how they would be well, offended by someone making a game of that, even if they did try to pull it off, even if they did try to pull it off in a tasteful manner, which Like I said, that was the goal of the person who made the game. He wasn't trying to glorify the shooters. He was trying to shed some light on what their thought processes may have been on that day. So that's just kind of my two cents. Just a, it's a topic I've been wanting to address for a while. Who knows, maybe one of these days when uh, one of my normal friends who helps me, maybe when we can get our schedules to work together again, maybe I'll bring back a some of my other friends maybe we'll try to do a panel discussion on can video games be used to teach these educational uh, topics or actually not educational topics can gaming be used to teach controversial topics so with that said i'd like to thank you all for listening and have a good evening or morning or afternoon whatever it is wherever you are and happy gaming